moment, but but I think we right. just I think we just dive in. Yeah, let's just dive in. So today we we've been we've been experimenting with these thought these just having conversations uh, every other week to see uh, how you feel about it, and um, so far so good. We talked about goals last time, and that how it's. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to set goals in a in a time of uh, uncertainty when we can't predict the future, and how goals can limit you. And today we're talking about clarity and certainty, and uh, which is quite fun because we had clarity today <laughs> of what we wanted to do, and we were willing. We actually thought this could be a possibility, and uh, we decided to lean in in the uncertain times of having this conversation about discussing uh, these two things: clarity and certainty, and how we should more towards having clarity as opposed to um, looking for certainty. Does that make sense to you? Yes. And the, I mean, we, we've talked about kind of in the preamble to setting this up, but really this certainty being a little bit of an illusion yeah. in a complex world where things are changing. And it feels, I think, for most of us, like there has been an immense amount of change because of the global disruption that we've experienced over the last couple of years. But the truth has remained consistent that certainty was always a little bit of an illusion because we never truly know what's coming next. Yeah, at any moment, the rug could be pulled out from under you. So with that, what what is the use of um, looking for certainty? And um, we suggest more uh, about clarity. So the, let's talk a little bit about the difference between clarity and certainty, just to, to set the context for how we see it and how we're talking about it today. So certainty really is more an emotional state and it's a way to keep fear away. The more I, I give myself, the more I tell myself I can predict the future and I know every possible thing that's gonna happen, the more certainty I can feel and it's really fear driven. It's just to keep that fear at bay. It's like, oh, I know what's going to happen. It's like reading the last chapter of a book <laughs> to say, should do I want to buy this book? So to speak, so to speak. So that certainty. Clarity, on the other hand, is really more a state of mind. It's a, a way of being, a state of mind. And when you're clear, you don't necessarily need certainty. You gather as much information as, as is available, but you lean into making a decision or a choice or just your next step. Remember, um, if you're on the last, uh, last conversation we had, I talked about what's one small thing that you can do, but big enough to matter. And that step will reveal your next step. And that's how we navigate uncertainty. But clarity occurs when you, um, you, you know who you are. And this is really, we were talking earlier this morning about knowing yourself. And um, you had a couple of things that, to say yes. that were quite profound. Natalie really knows it. her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was kind of saying to Kathleen, it's interesting because we've been doing deeper dives into all these different topics and going through looking at, um, because there is such a desire for clarity, I think we all feel that desire for clarity. You know, we want to know where we're headed. We want to know that we're on the right path. Um, and I, I think that's kind of, you know, something that everyone experiences. But anytime we scratch the surface of any of these issues, it's like, how do you really generate clarity in your life? It, it ultimately comes down to knowing yourself. I think people want to think that there's some blueprint or some like single right answer right. or there's some tip or there's some trick that's going to generate this result where suddenly you feel completely clear or you're going to read one book or you're going to listen to two people having a conversation <laughs> and suddenly you're going to feel crystal clear but the truth is knowing yourself knowing your values i believe that clarity is something which is internally generated for, for us 
Yeah, and and uh, the the clarity really is is more uh, tapping into the why. Certainty is the what and the how. And uh, I studied years ago with Janet Atwood, and Janet Atwood is the co-author, the creator of the Passion Test. And she says, whenever faced with a decision, a choice, or an opportunity, always choose in favor of your passions. And I've taken that work, I think, a little bit deeper because I think our values really uh, drive our, our passions are an expression of our values a little bit deeper. Um, but it, it's, it's know who you are and the next step will appear. Um, and, and you alluded to something I wanted to bring forward. And I, we're, we're curious uh, how you all uh, feel about clarity and, and certainty. But when we look at our lives, and uh, we were talking about in our company, we have three generations. Uh, I'm the boomer of the group. <laughs> Natalie's the, you're an Xer. Yeah, Gen X. X. About. I like to think of myself as an, I identify as an elder millennial. An elder millennial. But I'm officially <laughs> a Gen X. Yeah, and then and Carson and, and Veronica are millennials. So we have, have three generations. So we have three different levels of sort of consciousness development or wisdom. And, um, and, and understanding at, for me at my age, it, my best decisions that I've ever made are those that I really followed my, it, my intuition, which is really driven from a deeper purpose. When I really listen to what's going on inside of me and um, not necessarily let my rational logical brain kick in, like I need data and information, but it doesn't run the show, I've made better decisions. And that got us to talking about um, sort of how do we make better decisions? Uh, and it has a lot to do with discernment. And then Natalie has a really interesting perspective on what discernment is. So let's oh, just wow. jump into that. Let's see if I can remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was saying it's this, um, it's this nuanced, it's this nuanced thing between clarity being internally sourced and discernment being us utilizing the experience of the past to make good decisions so essentially kind of utilizing wisdom generated over time to make decisions and um it's it's tricky because at what point are we utilizing information from the past you know i'm seeing an example with kathleen where i said carson and i work very closely together and last week um we had a a disagreement about something that was going on and I, uh, I would identify in a business sense as being an executor. So I'm always looking for how can we be in, in the continual pursuit of momentum? How can we be continually moving things forward? And Carson would be a more detail oriented person. And so mm -hmm. last week we had a disagreement and I was frustrated and shared, we can't always be caught on every single detail. If we want to generate momentum and growth, we have to be willing to move forward we can um and i was saying to kathleen neither ultimately neither one of us was right i wasn't right and carson wasn't right because his role in our company too is to look at things from a long a longer term perspective and the thing that he was working on is actually something that we will be able to continue to utilize and my discernment comes from a place of i have been in business for a long time you know i've mm -hmm. 10 years of additional experience i have grown companies before I've consulted for companies, I've been in the space of doing business development. And so at what point, you know, discernment is about utilizing that wisdom that's been generated over a period of time. And it's also about not projecting your past right. onto your present. <laughs> that's the key. Um, so that you don't keep creating the same results. 
Yeah. So, so we're, I, I feel like we're being very, we lack clarity in the clarity. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's start. I think let's go with the question. What yeah. is clarity for you, Kathleen? So for me, uh, and I'm interested as I share what's clarity for me, Natalie will share what's clarity for her. Maybe if you have any thoughts on, on clarity, um, and clarity and certain and certainty, clarity and uncertainty, any comments that you have that could provoke, uh, our questions, but for me, clarity is just more knowing who I am and knowing what line I won't cross. And, and that comes from understanding my values and recognizing that they've uh, sort of my, my perspective and my view has changed over time. And I remember when I was younger, I was so sure I was right about everything. And I think that's natural. I, I think that's a normal progression because when we, I think it serves us at, in order to make decisions, to, to move forward in our life, to find something that we're good at, to sort of trans, uh, sort of transform into our possibility. We have to know certain things and make choices. And the world is somewhat predictable. Like generally speaking, at a red light, people will stop. Those kinds of predictabilities. But as I get older, it really comes from this sense of intuition and knowing and balancing that intuition and knowing with my logical, rational side and making decisions without seeing the next step necessarily. But if I know who I am, when I'm clear on my values, I make a decision, I step into something and I can, I can pivot very quickly if I find that wasn't the, the right decision. And that's kind of how we run the show here is we, we have uh, core values. We have, we're committed to certain things and uh and we also are trying all kinds of new things so in if we know who we are we don't get so wrapped up on how something needs to be we just keep moving forward and making it better any one of you on this call who have been um through things uh, uh programs with us you know two five ten years ago always the consistent feedback we get is gosh it was good then and it's better now because we constantly adapt and refine and, and, and make things better. So for me, it's about knowing who I am, being clear on my values and trusting myself enough to know that whatever decision I make, I will, I, I shall not perish. <laughs> and how do I know? Because I'm still here. Every decision <laughs> I've made has not, uh, led to my, um, uh, perishment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how about you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think I could really add that much more to that other than to just say that clarity for me is about knowing who I am, my values and trusting myself. Um, I, I really see it, like I said before, as this internally generated condition. Um, but let's talk about certainty. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's your relationship, Kathleen, do you think with uncertainty? So I, I have had a, um, I have a really great life and it's full of lots of shit. <laughs> I have had a lot of great opportunities. I've, I've, I get in places that I think, how did I get here? But it's because I, I lean into uncertainty consistently over the years. I've done things that have made me completely uncomfortable, completely unpredictable. I don't do things like jump out of planes. God bless those of you who do it, but things like booking a trip to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and actually not knowing it's in Africa, but just this sense of knowing I'm willing to take those chances. And I get feedback from my friends 
who say, gosh, you have so many things happen in your life, so many th things that are extreme. And it's because I'm willing to lean into uncertainty. And I think it's because I intuitively trust myself and my ability to su survive. Yeah. So, and I'm curious to know, because we had a little bit of a discussion about this before we came on, like for those of you listening, when you think about uncertainty, when you think about something in your life, you know, we all have something right now that we feel uncertain about. We don't know whether we're going to go left or right. Or we don't know if we're quite on the right track with something. Like, What does it feel like when you think about uncertainty? Yeah. What does it feel like in your body? Um, what's been happening um, for me in my coaching conversations, we've, we've just, I've really been doing a lot of coaching lately. And the consistent message that I get from people is, I want to do these big things. They, they want to do these massive things and don't don't know how to do the very next step what's what's my very next step and it really comes from but it's really fear right uncertainty yeah. is just fear with with another name and so there's there's something it, we, it's easy to notice fear because of yeah. the physiological sensation that goes on in our body and i think that when we are in that space of uncertainty one of two things is happening we are feeling fearful which could come as part of a belief system or an old story and or we're projecting um we are projecting the past onto the present yeah 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 and and the fear really is sourced from uh three different sort of places in our development and a fear of not having enough like if i take this chance i won't have enough money if I take this risk, uh, I won't be able to pay my mortgage. It's that fear of not having enough. And um, anyone relate to that? If I if I lean into that, if I, I don't know, take a course, make a decision, quit my job, move to a new city. Retire. Uh, retire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That For some a people. Lot of, yeah. It, it's the not having enough. It's a fear of not having enough. Or does anyone have a, a change, a chance you want to take, a risk, try something new that might impact your relationships? Um, does anyone have something? I'll be that... judged, or I'll be rejected, or you know, I'm I'm not yeah. likable enough to do this thing, or yeah, or I'll my spouse or partner, husband or wife um, might leave me. It won't support um, me. They won't support me those kinds of things, or the, the, just the fear of failure, the, I'm just not good enough, the lack of self-trust. And, and, and also I think some of it has to do the, the fear that comes up. Um, and, and the, um, like I I'm going back to my coaching conversations is, is, um, this desire to create this big thing. I want to have a coaching program, or I want to start my own company, or I want to do this, or I want to, whatever it is that, that people want to do, but they don't know what the very next step is because they're so thinking of the big picture. Um, and the, I would argue that most of us don't know what we actually really want. And the reason why we don't know what we want is because we have to clear away the clutter. Mm -hmm. um, the fears, the things that are, that are getting in the way of us actually envisioning a possibility. And that's why I think we hang on to goals. We set goals because it makes us feel safe because we know um, that if I accomplish this goal, I'll be whatever it is I think I'm going to get from that goal. But it's you're, you right now where you are in your life, you can only see so far. So imagine like the Golden Gate Bridge in on many days, it's so foggy that you can't see the other side of the bridge. 
but you take a step onto the bridge or you start to draw and the, the next step appears. And, and it's kind of like that with sort of deciding uh, a big vision or a path to take is we have to take the next step. And taking the next step requires that we understand um, our why, like what what is it that we're trying to create in our life by taking that next step? And then a new sense of awareness, a new sense of possibility opens up with each step because you go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that that was there. Um, I didn't know that this was possible. And, and when we're going for certainty, back to the sort of the point here with clarity and certainty, when we want to have certainty, we miss so many other opportunities, so many other possibilities because we're so laser focused on this is that thing that I want. But if we understand, if we have clarity on who we are, and if we recognize that um, this is how I want to feel, this is the impact I want to have, it might come in many different uh, packages. Also, I just want to go back to the thing that you said about the fear, because I think the uns the, uh, the 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 fear is living inside the uncertainty and it's helpful. I find it very helpful to notice what that is. And when you say clear away the clutter, um, it's also clearing away the clutter of, you know, a couple of people mentioned in the chat here, like, oh, when I feel uncertain, I distract myself. And I think that's a technique mm -hmm. like lots of us use. And that's OK. It's mm -hmm. OK because it doesn't you know, we're not robots, we can't feel uncertainty, and then move through uncertainty and make a decision in a 30 minute window. And maybe we can, but oftentimes not, yeah. you know, it's fine to allow ourselves to binge on Netflix, or I think someone said eating or going shopping or all the different ways mm -hmm. in which we distract ourselves. But I think when we can bring awareness to what is actually driving, what's stopping me, what what is the fear inside this uncertainty that's stopping me? We can at least look at that. And I think the interesting that you, thing that you said earlier is like, what if I came at this decision, imagining, you know, maybe the, the fear inside the uncertainty is I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. Well, what would it look like if I could just pretend for a moment mm -hmm. that I came at this decision and I borrowed the belief that I was, I was enough? What would I do then? Yeah. You know, the, the, I, I often, being the monsters under the bed. I don't know if anyone else when they were a kid used to be afraid of the monsters under the bed, but I honestly thought that they were going to reach up and grab my ankles. I can just always yeah, remember no, same, that. Same. Yeah. And um I would lie in bed terrified as a child, just like I can't look under the bed. I can't look under the bed because if I look under the bed, the monster's not only going to grab my ankles, it's also maybe going to grab my hands. You know, and at some point maybe you do build up the courage yeah. to look under the bed and there's there's yeah, there's nothing there. You know, I think it was Amelia Earhart that said our fears are just paper tigers. You know, if we're willing yeah. to look at the thing that's inside the uncertainty, it's often the key to to generating that clarity because looking at the thing inside the uncertainty is knowing yourself. And knowing yes. yourself is the key to feeling clarity which is the thing that enables you to move forward. Yeah, and and um, sometimes we, I, I think there's a, um, a habit, maybe a habit or it's supported to tackle, to have these um, go into a program or take a course or whatever to change all your bad pat patterns in your life. I'm gonna change my bad habits. I'm gonna change a pattern. I'm gonna be a whole new person at the end of this. And if I get someone to come in for a coaching uh, relationship and they they say, I think you're gonna change my whole life. I'm like, I'm not your person. I'm not gonna change anything about your life. We can't, it's too big to pick up the pattern. 
So if you think you have sort of this vision or this thing you want to accomplish, this impact you want to have on the world, it's essential to be clear on who you are, but also noticing that you're not, um, you're not stuck. Uh, Wyatt Webb says, you're just afraid to do what's next. So thinking about what is something small enough that you can do that's big enough to matter. And don't look at tackling uh, you know, your whole pattern, all your patterns in your life, just looking at one small thing. But that small thing has to be connected to your why. Like, what is it that you're hoping to get by accomplishing that thing? So when we're talking about clarity and, and, and certainty, um, it, it's really the difference between knowing, knowing and discovering, I think. And um, sort of clarity says, oh, this, I'm curious about this. There's something here that deserves my attention. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainty is I'm not going to look at it until I know the answer. Um, yes. And I think the thing that you mentioned earlier too, about, you know, when you were younger, you felt this desire. And I, I, you know, I think it is developmental. I think many of us can relate to this, this feeling of, you know, being right or wanting to be right or knowing that you're right. And, um, I think, I actually think that clarity is also generated through openness and this, we had an interesting discussion about this where I, I shared with you, I for a long time thought that righteousness or particularly self-righteousness is the opposite to curiosity. And I think we see a lot of self-righteousness on display mm -hmm. right now in the world in from every side. I'm not making a judgment about one side or another of any particular debate, um, but this kind of absolute certainty, self-righteousness that you're right. And when you're in that space of that, you're in the in the opposite to curiosity mm -hmm. and curiosity and openness allows for clarity because ultimately you have to assess and we've talked about this mm -hmm. before like how do you make a decision i think we had another question here like how do you make a decision weighing up clarity and this desire for certainty to move forward and a big part of it is creating openness for discovery like you talk about yeah and and um and you'll never have all the information you need and navigating uncertainty really comes down to self-trust and self-awareness and an openness to learning and growing as opposed to being right. If, if you're, if you must have all the information, you're, it's like it, you're trapped in a, in a cage. So understanding that the world is uncertain. I think that we would, many of us would agree the world is uncertain. Um, we can't predict the future. But we, what we can do is if we know ourselves, we have sort of a, a way to navigate the next step and asking ourselves, you know, if we're clear on our values, it's like, is this next step that I'm going to take? Is this decision I'm going to make? Is it going to bring me closer to expressing my values or further away? And remembering that we have a logical, rational side and we have a intuitive side. And sometimes we make decisions that go against our intuition, but it's, it's about making conscious choices from a place of awareness. And the more uh, conscious of our choices we can be, the more aware we can be, um, the, the, I hate to use the word better, but we can make decisions to move in the direction that we wanna go in from a conscious place. And sometimes we consciously make decisions that work against us but it's all about awareness, not judgment. It's all about discernment, not, not beating ourselves up. So there's a few things that we can think about. Losing the things I value, taking a risk mm -hmm. and, um, and, and thinking about the things 
it's like the things that you have that you're afraid to lose. Think about what do those things bring you? What, what sort of joy or security do those things bring you? And is there another way to find that joy or security? And the loss of a loved one, that's a difficult one because sometimes when we're in a relationship for a long time, be it family, spouse, we do, I do I say this thing, we've been doing the jive. Our family does the jive, right? And I remember, I didn't use these words, but I did my life very differently than anyone else in my family. So it's kind of like, I'm two-stepping and you're all jiving. <laughs> and, and so they're like, we don't two-step here. And it's, and it can cause a lot of friction because when you make a change in your life, it cause, causes others to look at their life and to say, what if my whole life has been wrong? So the best way to work with people who are, who might be bumping up against is to say, this is for me, not against you. And, and that can kind of take down the heat of this. I'm not, I'm not working against you. I'm just moving in my path. And sometimes we have to let people go in our journey. And I remember years ago seeing this thing that said, a friend is for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm. And just recognizing that, you know, what is this person? I'm not talking, I'm not suggesting people are disposable, but sometimes certain people that energetically you've outgrown them and you've, you've kind of moved down the golden gate bridge a little bit further than them and new things appear and you have more clarity, more awareness and make different decisions. So how can we embrace uncertainty is really to let go of the attachment to goals um, and trust your choices. And, and if your choices and your decisions come from a place of clarity, knowing who you are, you can recorrect more quickly because at the very least, every step is aligned to who you are and, and you can, it, it, but if you get too attached to it, it needs to look like this, we, we kind of lose ourselves in it. Also, um, the, something that Natalie taught me, I've known Natalie since 2014 and what she's really taught me and I speak to this is just a, a mindful practice really really you know if you had, you've had a practice for 30 years yeah almost about, 30 years yeah. um sort of accident i don't know if it was accidentally but i just got into meditation when i was 16 and then i just found that it made my life better so i kept doing it um so i think M malcolm gladwell would say i've done my 10,000 hours yes I would say. <laughs> um yeah i think i think um i think a mindful practice it, I would recommend mindful practice to everyone and meditation isn't for everyone. We've had that discussion before on masterclasses. There are many ways to cultivate a mindful practice. I happen to enjoy meditation, but I think it's really, um, what it brings to you is this ability to be more in your life, yeah. to be more in the present moment. And when we look at these things about fear and we look at these things about, um, you know, uncertainty, we those words are either worrying about the future or projecting the past onto the present yeah. and when you cultivate a mindful practice it just becomes easier and actually there's a neurological thing that happens which is that um, they've proven through uh, brain scans and scientific studies that your fight or flight response just fires less uh, so when you have a consistent meditation practice and it doesn't need to be for 30 years i think the study was for 30 yeah. days yeah. <laughs> Um, that you reduce the firing of your fight or flight stress response. So all of those things that we we're talking about in our body, like when we experience uncertainty, those are part yeah. of our generated physiological fear response. And, and learning to listen to our body. Like, like I, I know that when I get scared, I feel it in my throat. And I, I suspect it's because maybe I felt silenced in my childhood or some, something like that, whatever it is. But I don't need to bring my childhood into this moment. 
So a mindfulness practice can allow you to bring yourself back to yourself when you get thrown off course. We all get thrown off course and, and, and right. Yeah. 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 And I, just the thing I was thinking you were saying before we, you, you said something about, you know, um, releasing the desire for certainty. And I think back to your thing about we can do a small thing that makes a big difference. A question that I often like to ask myself is like, how could I hold on just a little more loosely? Yeah. Because taking risks is, is difficult, you know, yeah. it, and we don't have to go in your same example from not knowing what to do and taking zero risks to taking huge gigantic yeah. risks and one enormous change. But the question that could be helpful if you are feeling uncertain about something in your life is like, how could I just hold on a little more loosely? How could I just loosen my grip 5% and what would that look like? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and for me, when I do that, and we I did that in a big way a year ago when we doubled our team and took the risk financially to have more people. It's not actually just a financial risk; it's also um, an emotional risk. It's a a legacy risk. Like there's a lot I I've had to go through by having more voices in the room, and we produce the most interesting things as a result of me letting go and not needing to to control everything and, and but understanding we all share a same, same vision. So a, a couple of things uh, to, to keep in mind with um, sort of navigating uncertainty is, is when you're so attached to an outcome, just that energy that goes into the attachment to the outcome, if you can just release it for a little bit and open yourself to possibility and, and your, your view gets wider and more things will show up if you get less attached to that thing and more about what does that thing bring you. And um, so anyway, clarity of values, understanding yourself, yeah. uh, doing one small thing, one choose one small thing that's doable, that, that's small enough to do, big enough to matter, to move you in a direction, like across that golden great gate bridge, if you like that metaphor. And just being willing to look at uh the monsters under the bed yeah because they they are ultimately a little bit scary but helpful yeah and and you created them so thinking about and also taking time to pause and reflect regenerate recalibrate i do that on a regular basis and um m many of you may have uh heard or seen some of our emails about something coming up with us it's called our anti-challenge because life is challenge enough challenging <laughs> enough and it's um it's called you are inevitable yeah uh five day anti-challenge which will take you through a process of just taking a beat there's not a lot of pressure there's not a lot of um uh, uh intensity involved it's really taking a beat and giving you time to identify what is it that's important to you to explore the nature of that importance and to align that to your values in order to, to create a framework for you to take, make these um, sort of identify these small things that you can do that are big enough to make a difference, to move you more towards sort of that freedom, that uh, uh, sort of natural self-expression that you have. Yeah, Kathleen said at the beginning of the year that her word for the year was intentional. And so when we started putting together the concept around this, you are inevitable challenge, uh, we wanted people to leave feeling clear, uh, intentional and aligned so that you really like just taking a moment to take that, you know, 350 foot view of your life 
and giving yourself the space and giving yourself the gift of, of, of being able to know yourself better, be yeah. with yourself and feel clear so that as you move forward with your next steps, whatever that may be for you, your next evolution of self, you really have this sense of it being in alignment with the truth of who you are. Yeah. 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 And, and, and finding that along the way with others. And this is really a passion project for me. Um, we, we have been talking about this for a couple of years, but specifically for a year. And we just decided to just do this thing and would love it if you could join us. And, um, we'll be on in a couple of more weeks, having another one of these conversations yes. about, um, wellness, wellness, yes, wellness, well-being. What does it, what does it yeah. really mean? Yeah. And how, how do we, how do we not make well-being? or being aligned. <laughs> Another thing on our goddamn to-do list, this is my thing I always say to Kathleen, it's like, I can't put change my entire life or yeah. align with my values next to go to the dry cleaners yeah. and uh, make sure that the children have seen the pediatrician and the dentist. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how does how do we embody these things so that our life becomes richer and they don't just become another stick to beat ourselves with? Yeah, because think about like where you are right now in this moment um and and think about yourself five years ago and most of us would say well i've changed i'm different mm -hmm. uh something about me is different i used to be this and now i'm this and i would suggest that you're just closer to who you are the with as we age we get ideally closer to who we are but it's not a single book it's not a single workshop it's not a single training it's not a single coaching call it's the, all the expected and unexpected intentional and unintentional events that happen in your life that br brought you where you are today and so if you want to take some time to just sort of gather that and see you know what does this mean to me right now in the moment and what would be my next small thing that's small enough to do but big enough to matter what can i do and that's why it's called an anti-challenge we're not going to lay a whole bunch of, of quote work on you it's more about self-discovery processing integration and potentially taking small action. So we hope to see you there. It starts on March 13th. And if not, that's okay too. We will see you hopefully at our next uh, conversation and pay attention also to your emails. We will be coming out with another masterclass back into our Massively Human Leadership Masterclass series. We'll have another one of those in April. So we just wanna keep providing you with interesting content. Uh, we love your feedback if this was interesting for you. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, and as <laughs> always, uh, I, I love working with uh, Natalie. It's been, it's fun to do this with you and just have interesting, what I think are interesting conversations. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we would love to hear from you and um, keep, keep on keeping on. And with the anti-challenge challenge, there is a, an opportunity to uh, hop on a zoom call in a smaller group with us and have more face-to-face -face discussions as well with that yeah. so all right so i think that was that was really fun thanks everybody for um playing along with us and thanks in the background with carson who's really managing those tech issues in the background which always happen we teach people how to teach online and you can just it's predictable mm -hmm. that it's predictably uh, uncertain it's predictably uncertain <laughs> all right okay thanks everybody thanks uh, it was fun